motherfuckers day. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to this is going to be episode one. Welcome to episode one of the Tipped Balls podcast. I'm your host, Sam Randazzo, and I am joined today by my two gorgeous co-hosts, Bruce the Tugboat Venditti. Bruce, say hello. What's going on? And Gary, no football. How are you? And behind the computer with the headset on, it is the boy wonder, Behole. And later on in this episode, we will be joined by special guest, Uncle Sam. And I think you're going to love him. All right. Today is a, uh, a very sad day. The GOAT. This one hit you hard, didn't it? This this uh this hit me like a ton of fucking bricks this morning. Jugular. Right in the jugular. I woke up this morning and uh I was taking my twenty minutes of toilet time straight out of bed, straight to the toilet, and I got hit by an eighteen wheeler when I opened Instagram and saw that Tom Brady officially has stepped away from football after twenty two seasons. First and foremost. Congratulations, bud. Congratulations. That was that was a career like no other. You you own everything. You own the souls of 31 other teams. Um, you have plenty of jewelry. You have a gorgeous fucking model wife. You got... Uh, what do you got? Jack, Viv. You got three gorgeous fucking children. Like, I don't know what else you could ask for out of this life besides what Tom Brady's achieved. Um... It's if if the kid from Friday Night Lights hadn't broken his spine, oh, he'd be Tom Brady. Ah, uh, Street Street. What's his fucking first name? What's it? Jason Street? Jason. If Jason Street wouldn't have wouldn't have laid out for that tackle, yeah, he would have been Tom Brady. Yeah, that's right. Well, uh, it's a bittersweet day for me because there's nobody in the world more deserving to go off and enjoy his life than Tom Brady, but at the same time, the selfish part of me obviously didn't want him to step away. Like, I wrote a blog this morning because right after I saw this, my first instinct was I have to, I got to write down how I'm feeling right now. And um, if you check it out, I think it's a great read. There's probably a shitload of spelling errors, but give me a break. It's the first one. Um... To me personally, Tom Brady was so much more than a quarterback. He was so much more than a football player. It's weird because Tom Brady defined, for me at least, what a football player was, right? He was the ultimate competitor. I don't think there's there's probably very few people on the planet who have more competitive drive than Tom Brady. Like every time you saw the guy take the field, you knew – there was nothing more he wanted than to win that game, and he'd sacrifice everything to do so. That's number one. Number two, as far as leadership goes, I really don't think there's been a guy who had his teams back, who took care of the guys that played with him, who mentored his teammates more so than Tom Brady. I think he was the truest leader. 
Um, so he was an ultra competitor, a great leader, and at the same time was an egomaniac, but knew how to how to keep it concealed, right? Like every single time he stepped off the field, he never took credit for what he did. It was always about the team, the team, the team. My guys did this right. My guys did that right. I had the proper protection. They made the catches. It was never about him. But at the same time, I think inside that head of his, he knew I am the greatest fucking player of all time. I can achieve anything. Fuck you if you wrong me. Fuck you if you doubt me. And I think the combination of showing everybody how humble you are while at the same time in your head knowing that you're the greatest is truly what sets you apart from everybody else. Um, the confidence. The, the, that, that, you, that confidence of I can literally do anything. Like I was watching the man in the arena the other day and first day of training camp, Brady's 199th overall pick, sixth round, has four other quarterbacks in front of him on the Patriots depth chart, walks into training camp first day, walks right up to Robert Kraft. And tells him to his face, yeah, I'm going to be your starting quarterback. Pretty sure he was holding a pizza, too, wasn't he? He walked up to the owner of the team with a fucking pizza box in his hand and drew Bledsoe and two other quarterbacks on their team and said, I'm going to be your guy. And drafting Tom Brady was ultimately the best decision that that organization made. The best? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Arguably the best decision any football organization. Well, that's what he said was. That I'm the, I am the best decision you have ever made. Mm. That he literally looked the owner dead in the eyes and said, I'm the best decision you ever made. Wow. Third, outside of the competitiveness, the leadership, the controlling of your ego, at the same time being an egomaniac, being humbled, Brady, as much as he was a winner, as much as he was a sportsman, as much as he was a leader, you never really saw him lose his cool. But at the same time, you read from all these guys that have played with him, played against him, that he was a, that he was a shit talker like the best of them. And you never, you didn't see that out of Brady being a fan, but he talked just enough shit to make sure you knew he knew he was better than you. And at the same time, never lost his cool. Never, he, he was always always in control with that said most quarterbacks if they're down by two three touchdowns you see them on the sideline they're looking at their tablet and you know you you could see them obviously in some sort of despair they're not happy with what's going on when you looked at Brady on the sideline he was down 21 points you knew what was going through that head of his it wasn't shit this is not good it was I'm gonna go out there on this next drive I'm going to fucking score. And then we're going to get the ball back, and I'm going to fucking score again. And I'm going to keep fucking scoring till the clock turns zero, and we win this fucking game. It was always when you looked at him and he had that fucking grimace on his face, that little cocky smirk, that fuck you look on his face. It wasn't because he was upset. It was because he was preparing himself to go out there and stomp fucking throat. I truly believe that. I don't think there was ever a game where Tom Brady was losing and he thought he was out of until the clock struck zero. And I think that's what makes you – that's what transcends you to that level of goatness. Like, when no matter how down you are, no matter how much time is left in the game, when you know you have a chance to win, no matter what, that's what makes you the goat. 
like when we saw Aaron Rodgers playing the 49ers the other week and he was down you didn't you looked at him and you said uh this guy's not this guy's kind of worried right now you know what i mean never thought that you never looked at tom brady and said it's over fuck this game's over there's no way no, no, no way. right there's there was never no way i was way. more concerned about the team that was leading right right because you know like when you when you watched the rams last week I'm sure when that second half started, every and Brady clicked. Brady got into fucking goat mode. I knew going into half, I was shitting myself. Yeah. I was thinking he's going to come out here and he's going to win this game. No lead was safe. No lead was safe. It didn't matter who was on the other side of the ball. If Tom Brady had a chance to get that ball back, you were in fucking trouble. And and I don't think there's too many guys that you can, that you can really can hold themselves together through that. Like, They'd be down 28 to 3. Brady's on the sideline, dapping all his guys up, getting them ready to go, screaming, giving them a let's fucking go. We fucking got this. We got to fucking get out there and play our fucking way. It was always that. It was never a sulk. It was never a moment of fucking shit. We're, this is, we're fucked. You always knew you had a fucking chance. On top of that, some people absolutely fucking despise him. And the people that hate Brady hate him for one reason and one reason only. Because he was so fucking good. Because he beat your team or he fucking cost you a Super Bowl or you just hated to see somebody do that good for that long. Other than that, there's not one reason in the world why you as a sports fan would hate Tom Brady. Everybody always you turn it into, uh, I, want, I just want to see something different. You know what? Fuck that. The big Fuck, man go it, down. It's, you know, I want to see the best. That's the only knock anybody could ever well, have. Everybody on Tom always Brady. wants the underdog, and if you're playing Tom Brady, playing Tom Brady, you're always the underdog. Exactly. But at the end of the day, that's what it is. And but he's always coming back from the depths, though. How many times did he do that? I I, I feel like every I time think that's more of his thing is to kind of reach the first half you take and you kind of read out the defense. Which game did the Patriots get the interception where there was almost no time? Oh, the Seahawks Super Bowl. So. It was a Malcolm Butler interception game uh, in the end zone. For some reason, Pete Carroll, with Marshawn Lynch in the backfield, decided he was going to throw the ball there. Um, that was a, out of Brady. As far as Brady Super Bowls go, that one was real sketchy because he didn't have a chance to win that, right? The Seahawks had the ball. They drained the clock down to nothing. I want to say the Patriots were up a field goal. The Seahawks were essentially on the one-yard line yeah, and going to score. 28-24. to 28-24. So New England was up by four Yeah. before the Malcolm Butler interception. So a touchdown would have sealed the deal. But, and they have Marshawn Lynch. They're on the, I think, two- or three-yard line. And when Russell Wilson dropped back to throw, I think everyone in America just held their breath for a second because it was mind-boggling. Uh, Malcolm Butler intercepts the ball. You have that incredible video of Brady jumping up and down as soon as Malcolm Butler intercepted it. It's moments just like that that like I can replay in my head forever and I and I see him. Like if we go back to the oh, Bruce was two years old. The Panthers Patriots Super Bowl and him with his hands on his head. I mean, the moments are truly endless. The guy out of twenty two years of playing the guy has given us more moments than anybody could sit and recollect in one hour. For me, though, obviously, every single Super Bowl was a moment. My most fond Brady memory was 
after the year after the season after they beat Atlanta, they pulled off the biggest Super Bowl comeback of all time, twenty-eight to three, in the third quarter. Came back and won. They played Atlanta in Foxborough the following year, and me and my dad went to that game. And it was the first time I had ever seen Tom Brady in the flesh at at watch him actually play a game, not in front of a TV. And we did it all the way that any any Patriots. We took the Patriots train from downtown Boston out to Gillette, uh, walked around Gillette, ate, drank Sam Adams, went to the pro shop, all of the above. And at around halftime, this incredible fog rolled in to the point where you couldn't even see the upper deck of the stadium. If you weren't in the first 20 rows, I don't even know how you could see the game. Uh, it was The fog was that thick. And... If you Google it and go look through pictures, Patriots versus Falcons, October 22nd, 2017, the photos from that game are so surreal, and it, it gives me chills to look back on it. And I went to that game with, with my dad. Uh, the Patriots almost shut out the Falcons, I, I believe. Somebody check this real quick. It was October 17th. I want to say the final score was 24-7. to 7. This was after the Super Bowl? After the Super Bowl. It was like 24-7, to 28-7 maybe. Uh, and the Falcons got a garbage time touchdown. The place was absolutely electric. That is one of the best memories I have with my dad and one of the best things that I had ever watched happen, and it's all because of Tom Brady. And I I think everybody has a, a sports moment like that or, you know, a lot of kids look up to superheroes when they're young. A lot of kids look up to athletes from their hometown when they're young, which is why Bruce has such a hard-on for Stafford right now going to the Super Bowl, and, and I get that. Um, but that is something that I thank Tom Brady for, that I have that memory. Um, with that said, there's a million of those, right? And with all great athletes, there's going to be. But when you have a guy who transcended the sport, he, he, Tom Brady for 15 years has been the NFL, right? He went through a 10-year Super Bowl drought. And it, it was still, the NFL was wrapped around the Patriots during that. And it wasn't always positive. There was Deflate Gate. You know, Brady tore his ACL. Then they drafted Garoppolo. Uh, they signed Randy Moss. There was the Aaron Hernandez issues. Like, somehow, Tom Brady and whatever team he was on has, been, has absorbed NFL for 20 years now. Um, Who else even compares? I don't know. Like, if you're thinking of it from strictly a football standpoint, I mean, in the NBA, you have a guy like LeBron who the league has wrapped around him for the last 20 years. But, like, in football, I, nobody's had the nearly as much longevity. You know, Tom Brady has more Super Bowl rings than any franchise. Tom Brady has seven. New England has six. Pittsburgh has six. That's it. Like, he is, he's done things that I personally – don't think will ever be matched. Um, I mean, he, he owns every record. He owns the most rings. It's like every playoff record. Every like single postseason record there is. Uh, he's in 14 conference championship games in 22 years. That means 70, almost 70% of the time, Tom Brady was playing for a shot in the Super Bowl. Over the last 22 years, he's been in the Super Bowl 10 times. It means almost for the last two decades, 
Half of the time Tom Brady's been in the Super Bowl. Out of 20, 22 seasons, he won seven. That means 33% of the time for the last two decades, Tom Brady won the Super Bowl. And there's 31 other teams. What he has done is, is truly incredible. Yeah, I don't think he'll ever... It's, it can take a long time for someone to try to do... Oh, absolutely. What? I think it's going to take a very long time. And with the way the NFL's set up now, salary caps and how much guys are getting paid and all of the above, you know, Brady took continuous pay cuts to stay in New England and keep guys. Guys aren't doing that anymore, right? He was making less than Giselle, right? He's he, he Giselle's the main breadwinner in that house, no matter how much Brady made. Shout out to Giselle for putting up with his ass for 22 years or however long they've been together, 15, whatever it is, because she didn't need him. She had more money than anybody could ever spend in her entire life and stood by him like a rock. And Giselle's been extremely public for, I'd say, the past four or five years now about how she wanted him to step away. Because at the end of the day, if you're Tom, what there was nothing else to prove. After last year, there was nothing else to prove. Honest to God, he didn't even need to do the Tampa thing. And there was nothing else to prove. All he solidified with Tampa was that one extra ring, just a season on the salad, and the fact that he could do it without Bill, which I think was way more important to Tom than any of us will ever know. Um, because there's a lot of people who always said, oh, yeah. is it the system or is it Brady? Well, definitively now, I think with that one, we could say it's Brady. That takes no credit away from Bill. I think Billichek is one of the greatest minds ever, and I don't think Brady would have been the player that he was without him. But coaching aside, whoever you put with him aside, but Brady never had, outside of Randy Moss, and they never won a Super Bowl, and Gronkowski, who was one or two greatest tight ends of all time, Brady never had that Calvin Johnson-like receiver, that Julio Jones-like receiver. You know, there's a couple years where Brandon Cooks did really well for them. But it was guys like Edelman. It was guys like Wes Welker. It was guys like Amendola. It was guys like th that nobody else could have gotten that out of, right? Brady got that out of them. Those were his guys. And I think there was something about being one of Brady's guys. Like, those guys got behind it and rode with it. He made you know, something out of nothing. He made something out of nothing. And I think every guy that he played with respected him for that. Um, and I think that should change the narrative of quarterbacks in the NFL. Absolutely. Because it's not necessarily, you know, you're the leader and you make your players, you get, you put the ball in their hand, you're leading them. You know what I mean? If you can't get the ball to your guys, then you're not a fucking quarterback. Absolutely not. And I, and I think another thing with that is, is as a quarterback, no matter who you have, is what I'm right. Saying. No matter the talent you around yeah. you, you make you make the you make everybody better. Exactly. That's that's huge, and I think Brady was the best ever at that. But at the same time, you get those guys to believe in you and get those guys to follow you into battle, and get them to perform at their high, when they know how invested you are. Right. Think about this. Brady was. He, even before the Tampa thing, even before his last couple of years in New England, he was the GOAT. Like, there, was, there wasn't really an argument. He had the most rings. He had the records. He had the wins. He had it all. And he still, he has 
uh, a combined net worth with his wife of well over a half a billion dollars. There was no logical reason to keep playing other than the fact he loved the game. He loved the competition. And I think guys recognized that and said, fuck it. We're going to go into the trenches with him. We're going to battle with him, and we're going to give him everything we've got. Guys like Julian Edelman. Gronk hasn't left his side. Gronk has, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, Gronk said, I'm not going to play for anybody. I know they tried to trade Gronk to Detroit, and he said, I'll fucking retire. I'm not going anywhere without Tom. You know, he came out of retirement me, to play totally alongside Tom. That. Hmm? I said, that hurt me, but I mean, I totally, you got it. I, I, mean, I totally understood. I wasn't hurt. Brady and Gronkowski are like Batman and fucking Robin. Like, they, every step of the way, they did it together. Um, with that said, I think Gronkowski's going to obviously walk away from football now, too. So, congrats, Gronk, on an incredible Polish, career. Uh, this episode's not about you whenever you do announce your retirement. That big Polish sausage. Big old, that's a big Polish, yeah. The big kielbasa. <laughs> uh, whenever you do decide to step away, we'll chime in more on that. But it's sad. It's sad because last year when Tampa made the Super Bowl and they were going to play in their home stadium, I was throwing back and forth the idea of going to the game. And I decided not to ultimately. And I'll regret that probably forever now. But I think the biggest reason behind it was, oh, well, I don't need to go this year. He'll be there next year. You know what I mean? Going into a new NFL season – it was like, okay, yeah, everybody's going to have OTAs, and then, you know, guys are going to get cut, but and Brady will be there. Like, it was just a given. There was no question in your mind, oh, it's yeah, Brady will be there. And every year ended, and there was always the speculation, oh, Tom Brady, you know, is he going to walk away? Is this it? And the answer was always no, right? So when you are that invested in a player, you don't believe that it's ever going to come to an end. And I – I'll be honest with you. I have plans to go to the Super Bowl in two weeks. And there wasn't one part of me this entire season who didn't think, oh, I'm, I'm going to see Brady. You know what I mean? It was just, it was like death taxes and Brady in the Super Bowl were like the three guarantees in life. Um, and I'm thankful I chose to go to the divisional round game against the Eagles two weeks ago. And I got to see Tom Brady's last ever win. And I'll always be happy about that. But uh, this one stings. This one's really, this is tough. At the end of the day, if there's no Tom Brady, I don't love football. I would have never gotten, I would have never been that. Like, I remember as a six-year-old, five-year-old, whatever I was, sitting on the couch with my dad on a Saturday watching him play for Michigan. Like, those are the first memories I have of sitting and watching football. Like, the first memories I have of the Super Bowl are Brady beating the Rams and then Brady beating the Panthers. As far back as I can remember, Brady was football for me. And so that's that's really why this is this is tough. And there's a lot of great memories there. You know, I think I found my love for Tom from my dad as well. Yeah. Because also a Michigan fan. But he was actually <clears throat> on the field. I can't remember what game. But he was asked to uh, take one of those hot mics out on the giant things and stand on the sideline. And all he could talk about for me growing up was how awesome it was seeing Tom Brady. And then after I just grew into that and watching him come out every Sunday or Monday or Thursday, 
was just this like unearthly being that was just he was he was gonna he was gonna break your team like it was it was unbelievable whenever you saw tom brady play you knew he loved the game of football like he tr- he made it look and feel like he was a kid in the backyard playing football even up in in his 40s like there That's was better yeah i mean <laughs> in all reality i don't know what kind of voodoo magic alex guerrero has done on this man but if you look at him going back to his you know five six seven seasons in the league to now he looks better he looks faster i mean realistically if he chose to play if he said fuck all the bullshit like giselle i'm sorry i love you honey but i'll see you in five years or and told his kids hey listen when you go off to college i'll be there but until then don't bother me he would still, I, I truly believe he'd be excelling at the level he is for the next three to five seasons. Like, realistically, the way he looks on the field, he could play till he's 50 years old. I, I believe that. You know, if there was ever Watching anyone. him at the end there, the way he was in the pocket, yeah, absolutely. He could I mean, play well into his 50s. It was, it was clinical, still. If there was anyone that could evolve the game, it's him. The Benjamin to, Button. Yes, to play until he's 50. I, he could, well, but I think that was one of the incredible things about Brady is like the game, obviously in 20 years, the game has evolved greatly, right? When Brady came into the league, it was a defensive league. Defense won championships. And as time went on and people say the same thing about Bilicek, he's evolved with the game as well. Like more fell onto the quarterback position. Quarterbacks were protected more. Wide receivers were protected more. It wasn't you know, it wasn't the Wild West like it was 20, 30 years ago. And Brady evolved his game constantly to stay at the top. Like, when he first came in the league, guess quarterbacks were expected to, you know, you get the ball down the field, do dump-offs, hand the ball off. The run game was extremely important. And it's eventually the defense won you the game. Now we're in a league where if you're not putting up four touchdowns a week, you're usually not winning games. Period. Brady evolved with the game, and I think that's what makes him great. Because guys like Favre couldn't do it. The game evolved with Brady. You think so? Yes. I I think he is the most influential player of most certainly the last 20 years. Go go as, as far back to the last time the Lions won. I don't think there is any other one player that has made as much of a splash on the sport as this guy has. Oh, I think so, too. I think it, it is all-encompassing the way that he has changed things, and things will stay this way for a long time, like what you're saying about you know defense versus the offense, how, how the field is, is dominated from one side of the ball or the other. Right. He transitioned that. Yeah. And I don't know if it's ever going back the other way it was. Yeah. I mean, you know, only time can tell. So – for context here, all right, Tom Brady, seven-time Super Bowl champion, as we know. He was a five-time Super Bowl MVP, three-time league MVP. I mean, the resume is unmatched, okay? If there's any argument for the GOAT, all he has to do is hold up seven fingers, and I, I think the argument's done. How do you argue with that? You, you, you can't. Realistically, you can't. If we, All the way back, 2002... Um, he was the Super Bowl MVP against the Rams. The Patriots won 20-17. to 17. That was in his second season. The 
and I believe the first where he was a starter. That was the year Bledsoe got injured. Okay. Then came back to to play in the playoffs. And ultimately Bilichek said, fuck it, I'm starting Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. And at the time, Drew Bledsoe was no scrub. Drew Bledsoe was I mean, Drew Bledsoe was one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. And Bill Bilichek said, fuck it. I'm going to start my guy. I feel more confident playing this guy than I do one of the best quarterbacks in the league, Drew Bledsoe. Okay? Drew Bledsoe, I want to say, was one of the first $100 million players. Like, he was, he was no scrub. And... Belichick saw something in Brady that said, you know what? This is my guy. This is, this is my guy. That, that in itself is, is incredible. After that, in 2004, this is the first game that Super Bowl that I remember. Patriots versus the Panthers. Tom Brady won it 32 to 29. Um, that's, the first season I remember. And the Panthers were massive underdogs that whole year. The season prior, the Panthers went 1-15. And that was Tom Brady essentially won two Super Bowls in three years, having only been a starter for three years. At that point, he had already established himself as a power in the NFL. And that was almost 20 years ago. They, the Panthers... We're no scrub team. They went from 1-15 to making a Super Bowl. Something has to go right there. You know what I mean? And if I remember correctly, that Super Bowl, so that was 2004, I want to say Super Bowl 38, that was when Janet Jackson's titty came out at the halftime show. No shit. That was, yep, that was that game. Janet Jackson and uh, Justin Timberlake, and Janet Jackson's titty fell out at the halftime show. So not only did Brady did it fall win, out or was it, just it ripped recently out? Come up. And that was he I think I gotta check this, but yeah, that was his second Super Bowl MVP. So in three years, in three seasons as a starting quarterback, we have two Super Bowls, two Super Bowl MVPs, and one of Janet Jackson's titties. That again. <laughs> clap it up for Janet Jackson's titty. Now, here we are, 2005, the following year, Patriots again win a Super Bowl. So now, Brady's been in the league since 2000. In five years, we have three Super Bowls, two Super Bowl MVPs in five years. At that point, Tom Brady's achieved legendary status with three rings. We have a legend in Tom Brady in 2005. Okay? The year didn't even take off yet. In all reality... And I saw this on Twitter the other day. Tom Brady played two entire Hall of Fame-worthy careers. Because in 2005, you're already talking about him going to the Hall of Fame. with three. Most guys who win three Super Bowls with two Super Bowl MVPs, you're a Hall of Famer. Period. It's, it's truly incredible if you sit back and break it down how much winning he's done in 20 years you know then we hit that we hit that little bit of a of a slide there then Peyton won a Super Bowl Big Ben won a Super Bowl and then we have the Giants 
Super Bowl. Brady goes 16-0 in the regular season. Okay? Undefeated in the regular season. Stop and think about that. In the NFL today, how hard it is to go undefeated in a regular season. No one's done it since. And honestly, with the way the game is set up now, the undefeated season was uh, 2007. Think about that. So it's been almost 15 years since the undefeated season. It has been 15 years since the undefeated season. And just thinking about how much time he's played is just absolutely—it just boggles your mind to think, Jesus, that that loss, that David Tyree catch that we all sit there and replay in our heads was 15 years ago. That was Randy Moss. How long ago was uh, the Edelman Super Bowl catch? We're getting to that. The the one where he barely scooped it up off the ground—that was in the Atlanta game. Oh, okay. So 2008, Patriots lose to Eli and the Giants on the David Tyree fluke, fucked up, bullshit, fucking helmet catch that I am still fucking salty about to this day. So after that, again, we had we had a couple years where things didn't really go the Patriots' way. The Steelers and Big Ben made a Super Bowl again. Then we have Peyton making another Super Bowl. Drew Brees winning a Super Bowl. Then Aaron Rodgers stole one. And then we're back at the Giants again. Patriots went to the game as a two-and-a-half-point favorite against Eli. And you know what? Somehow, some fucking way, Eli did always have his number. That, That was just it. I don't know how. I don't know why. But he just did. For some reason, the Giants were Tom Brady's kryptonite. And Tom Coughlin knew how to play him. Period. That was it. I think he knew how to play Bilicek. He knew how to play Brady. And they lost. And then you had some weird years. It was Baltimore. And then the Seahawks absolutely fucking cremated the Broncos in a Super Bowl. And then you have... The, the, the beginning of the second Hall of Fame career for Tom Brady. So if we sit here and think about this, from 2000 to 2005, in five years, we had three rings, right? That's, one, that's, a, that's a Hall of Fame career in itself. And then from 2015 to 2022, we got another four. That's a whole other Hall of Fame career. 2015, Bilicek, Brady, and the Patriots. With help from Malcolm Butler and Pete Carroll's absolute dipshit fucking play calls, get another ring. Okay? Moving on to Super Bowl 50. That was Peyton's going out party. That was Vaughn Miller's coming out party. That was when Cam Newton's career essentially started on the downhill track. Then you have the 28 to 3 game against Atlanta. And what is the greatest Super Bowl? In my eyes, ever, um, probably the greatest of all time, huh? Probably of all, it's time. it has yeah. to be. Like, how Talk do you? We were history. holding signs at Ford Field when they came here of the of, of number. T- the whole country, yeah, the whole country couldn't be mad, couldn't say anything because that was the gr- single greatest football performance of all time. Because we were all starstruck, 
pictures. I mean, everyone who was at home watching their TV was like, how the fuck? They put up 19 points in the fourth quarter. 19 unanswered. And then the six in overtime to win it. Just stop and think about that game. If, if you haven't seen highlights from that game, whether you're too young or weren't into the sport or just didn't see it, go back and watch highlights from that game. There's truly nothing else like it. He's down 28-3 to three with, I think, around four or five minutes in the third quarter. I was in such I was in I was so fucking mentally disturbed during that game. I was so fucked up. I don't even truly I don't remember the third quarter. I think at one point I said if Tom Brady comes back and win the, wins this game, I'll shove a Corona bottle up my ass. You, that was that year. Yeah. yeah. I was going to shove. I was so confident that even Tom Brady couldn't come back from being down 28 to 3. That I was going to fucking shove a bottle up my ass. If I'm not mistaken, that was the time you ran outside, too. I did. In that game, they won it, they won it in overtime on a James White two-yard run to score to win the game. I remember, I remember watching him prance into the end zone. I immediately stripped off my clothes, dumped whatever I was drinking <laughs> on myself, ran outside on a snowy February night, and did a belly slide across my front lawn. I mean... It didn't register for me for days that they pulled off that win. It, it just, it was fucking mind-boggling that. That was the time you had all the the biggest Brady haters were out, too. Oh, yeah. And you, I just loved shoving oh, yeah. it in their I face. I remember people calling me at halftime, people texting me in the third quarter, ah, you fuck, fucking Brady sucks, this is it, he'll never fucking be shit again. And the worst part about it was that game was so, seemed so insurmountable <coughs> that I doubted him. That The worst part about it was that game seemed so insurmountable that I myself doubted him. And after that point, you could never doubt him again. Like we talked about earlier, when it didn't matter how big the deficit was, you always thought Brady could come back and win. That was the game that proved it. It was the game that solidified it. It was the game that when you looked at him on the sideline, he looked pissed. You knew it was because... He was formulating a way to rip out the esophagus of the guy on the opposite sideline. <laughs> it wasn't because he thought he was going to lose. It was incredible. After that, that was when things kind of got wonky. That was the Philadelphia Big Dick Nick game. And they lost the following year. Everybody thought Brady was going to repeat against uh, Eagles team that was fucked up, like, they didn't have a quarterback. Nick Foles was their starting quarterback. Everybody thought Brady was going to go in there and wipe the floor with him. Obviously, he didn't. And then we had the Rams game. Wasn't a bad game. Wasn't a bad game. Wasn't one that you'll remember forever. Brady did just People enough to People in Philadelphia will remember that forever. People in Philadelphia will remember the Eagles game forever. Because that, that was, I think that was, out of Super Bowl losses, that was Brady's worst loss. Because... The Giants, the two Giant losses, everybody knew the Giants were, like, pretty good. But nobody even expected Philadelphia to go that deep in the playoffs. They were supposed to be one of those one-and-done teams. Those year, Wentz was hurt, and Nick Foles came in and played out of his fucking mind. And if you live in Philadelphia, God bless you. Remember it forever. You have the biggest stain on Brady's thin gray sweatpants. Congratulations. Following year... They played McVay in the Rams. This was McVay's big coming out party. Um, 
This was the year that Adelman made the catch. He won Super Bowl MVP that year. The catch where he barely scooped it up off the ground. Um, the Patriots end up winning the game 13-3 to in, in a pretty shitty game. At the end of the day, I remember I was bored. It was shitty. It was a pretty boring game. All I wanted to do was see Brady win another ring, and he accomplished it. That's pretty much all there was from that game. 2019 Patriots season, they go 12-4, and losing the wild card to the Titans, and Brady leaves. That year, Mahomes won his Super Bowl. Congratulations. That was the year Jackson Mahomes was born. Jackson Mahomes for president, 2024. Then Brady makes the biggest decision of his career that I think every that shocked everyone. And I don't think anybody really knew why. I don't think anybody still knows why. I don't know if shit between him and Bill came to a head, or he genuinely just wanted to change his scenery. Or he wanted to internally prove to himself that he could do it without Bill. It was probably all of it. Or a culmination probably, of yeah, everything. Just everything. But he leaves and he goes to an organization that, you know what's funny about this move was, I remember, and shout out to Uncle Sam, he'll be a guest on this show at some point. But I was at work one day, probably, it was midsummer before it was. It was months before Brady made a decision on what he was doing. Yeah. Uncle Sam can fact check this when he comes on the show. But I looked at him one day at work and I said, "You know what makes the most sense for Brady to do if he's gonna leave? Go to Tampa. Tampa had a great young defense. Uh, Tampa had two of the best young underrated receivers in the NFL in Evans and Godwin." And it just, it made sense. They didn't have a, they had Jameis fucking Winston or Ryan Fitzpatrick. And there was talent being wasted. And when Brady made the move, I loved every second of it. And I was like, oh, this will be another guaranteed two rings. It was a two year, two or three year deal. I was, however many years he was going to be there, I thought they'd win the Super Bowl every year. And the first year, obviously they did. He beat Kansas City. He beat Patrick Mahomes. It was 31-9. They had control of the game the entire time. So was Gronk, so Gronk retired. Retired. Gronk was not with the Patriots. That, his, last, that season. last season, Tom okay. was there. And then he came to the Bucs. And then the he, so he was retired for one year and then came to the Bucs as soon as Tom signed. Okay. Yeah, I remember that. And then obviously. The greatest coming out of retirement in football history. I mean. Everybody, I remember, everybody sat there and was like, oh, if Tom's signing with Tampa, there's no way Gronk doesn't come with him. It was like this year. At a, after Chris Godwin got hurt, everybody was like, oh, is Edelman going to come out of retirement and sign with Tampa? See, that's what I thought. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. You know, because that goes back to what I said earlier. Brady's guys are Brady's guys. Like They'll Julian Edelman will always be Brady's guy. Follow him into battle. They'll follow him into Anytime, the fires anywhere. of hell. And carry him right back out. And carry him back out. Like, Ed, or Wes Welker. I mean, he went. He played in more places after he left New England, but he was never the guy again. You know? Uh, I mean, shit, if we go way back, Dion Branch. That was one of Brady's guys. Like, he evolved into being Brady's guy. And then, obviously, we know what happened this year. And I think everybody thought Brady would be in the Super Bowl again. And unfortunately, it, di- it didn't pan out that way. If this retirement announcement came after an eighth Super Bowl ring, it would feel more, it would feel like the last chapter is complete. 
feel like he got fucked over this year. Why? I mean, how many guys are hurt? I mean, it's almost like one of them bailed on him. Granted, it, granted, yeah. Antonio Brown running off the field at half still made it work. I, I mean, I will say the Antonio Brown just up and leaving definitely did not help the Buccaneers not with their wide receiver situation. You lose Chris Godwin for the year, and then you lose Antonio Brown. If you break it down, Brady going into the playoffs had Mike Evans, uh, an injured Gronk, and Scotty Miller, and whoever the fuck Ty Johnson or whatever the guy's name was, whoever the wide receiver Johnson is for Tampa Bay. Um, so, yeah, they were at a deficit. And then in the game against Philadelphia, he lost his two best offensive linemen injuries. Granted, Ryan Jensen was back for the game against the Rams, but losing Tristan Wirfs for that divisional game against the Rams was massive. Um, But Brady's not the kind of guy to make excuses, so I'm not going to either. It never mattered who he had around him. He always got it done. Unfortunately, this year he didn't get it done. He has left an imprint that his name will be relevant for many, many, many years. Many to years. come. Yeah. Okay, switching gears a bit here. Uh, we are joined by the one, the only, Uncle Sam. Uh, obviously, all of us here on the couch are Brady fans, but Uncle Sam has a different take. He's a fan, but he doesn't think he's the GOAT. Uncle Sam, how you doing? I'm good. Good. How are you? Fantastic. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. Fantastic. So, Tom Brady's retired. I'm sorry? Tom Brady is retired. I think he should have retired two years ago. Okay. Now, with that said, I'm the biggest Tom Brady fan that's ever existed. You That are, I know of, yes. Yeah, you are not. No. With that said, uh, Tom Brady, seven-time Super Bowl champion, five-time Super Bowl MVP, three-time NFL Most Valuable Player owns pretty much every single regular season quarterback record there is. Owns for sure every quarterback playoff record there is as far as touchdowns, yards, absolutely wins, everything yeah. else. Yeah. One more Super Bowl. Not debatable. One That's more Super debatable. Bowls than any franchise in NFL history. That is true. Okay. Well, his franchise is made rushing yards. Made more out of nothing than anybody else. No, that's true. That's an, it, there's no doubt in anybody's Won a mind. Super Bowl without Bill Belichick. Don't get me started on And that. is the undisputed greatest of all time. Listen to me. He is the most winningest quarterback of all time. There's no disputing the numbers. But anybody can play in this league for 24 years, 22, 24, whatever he played. No, not They've anybody. changed the rules not in the past anybody 15 can play years. In this. Nobody else has ever come close to playing in this league. For as long as him. Well, Favre did. Favre did. Favre didn't play 20 years. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. I don't think Brett so. Favre, yes, he did play for 20 years. Let's, he we're also gonna, has we're gonna, like, at least, he at least 19 like years. Back negative on three that. after four. And he only won one Super Bowl. So he has all, even if he did have the same longevity as Brady, he was nowhere as nearly as successful. Listen to me. That's because I, I think Tom Brady played on better teams than Brett Favre did. Well, absolutely. I agree. I uh, You can't dispute that. The problem with me, Favre played, Brady is Favre played 19 seasons. I'm sorry? Favre played 19 seasons. Yes, 19 years. But the rules have changed for Brady to do what he's done. The rules of the game have changed. 
You're not allowed to touch these guys. Receivers are not allowed to be touched. You can't touch these guys no more. You go back into the 80s when the greatest, the GOAT, Joe Montana played. It was a different ball game. It wasn't, it wasn't, you had thousand yard rushers on every team. It yes. wasn't just one team. But every quarterback's playing currently is playing by the same set of rules. I currently. Currently. And Correct. nobody Correct. has even That just tells you how trashy the quarterbacks are now. Nobody's even sniffed Brady's ass as far as like getting anywhere close. Well, like I said, like I said once again, these other guys didn't play as long as he did. These other guys, their careers were cut a lot shorter than his. Aaron Rodgers has been in the league for 17 years. Correct. Not even, he hasn't Correct. under the same Aaron Rodgers had to sit behind Favre for the first four or five years. Okay, so with that said, Aaron Rodgers has played 13 seasons, and he's not even close. Right. Big Ben. But Aaron Rodgers didn't play on as good a teams as what Brady has. Brady had the best coach for for 20 years. Yes, but they for didn't 20, even come close. Years, he had the best coach in football. They didn't even come close. What I'm trying to tell you is Drew this. Brees. What makes you the greatest is real simple. This guy was 4-0 and in Super Bowls. 13 touchdowns, zero interceptions. Who, Joe Montana? He never lost a Super Bowl. To me, that is perfection. That's why I put him as the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. I seen him play. I seen him play from day one. I remember him playing at Notre Dame. In college, I remember this stuff. I know who sets the pinnacle. He set the pinnacle. And I know everybody's going to talk about free agency when that came about. and all. When that he stuff. got ran out of San Francisco it's a, it's a, because of Steve Young. None of that matters. My man got hurt. They were enamored with Steve Young because Steve Young's Super Bowl should have been Montana's Super Bowl because that team was Montana's team. It wasn't Steve Young's. Now – but at some point, San Francisco decided, hey, this guy's not going to get it done for us well, anymore and ran him out of town. It, it wasn't that. They went with the younger guy. They went with the younger guy. The injury started to mount up for Montana. He wasn't unscathed. My man got his ass tore up. He's, he has a softball on his elbow. Yep. It was disgusting. But Every time I watched it, it was horrible. Joe, Joe Montana also had the greatest wide receiver to ever play the game. He, now look, think about that. What he did he do in a running game error to do what he did with Rice? That's why this guy's records will never. They're gonna be broken one day by one of these guys, Tariq Hill or whoever, if he can sustain. Now he played for a long time too. Jerry, Jerry Rice. Rice, absolutely. Now Jerry Rice played through all those years with Steve Young too. Right. And then and then he went to Oakland and finished in Oakland was was a joke anyway, but they did go to a Super Bowl with Jerry Rice on that roster. Oakland did. So you think if Joe Montana played in this generation, right? Say Joe Montana was drafted with Brady. Who in the right set of circumstances? You know, Jerry Rice came from a small school. Nobody knew what he was gonna be, dude. Nobody knew. Also, do you think if Brady had Randy Moss his entire career? Oh, he would he would have he would have they would have crushed the record. He would already broke Jerry Rice's record. Yeah. He would have broke it. If he would have stayed in New England, I don't know what like I said, he before he's a prima donna, dude. Yeah. Always was. You know, great player, probably the most athletic receiver ever to play the game. The problem with Tim was, man, you couldn't get this guy to play. 
his ego took over everything. He couldn't get these guys to play. So the Terrell Owens is and all these other guys, dude. They're head cases. You see it, Antonio Brown. The guy's got all talent in the world. He's a he's knucklehead. Definition. He can't stay on the field because he's an idiot. Oh, him and Kanye West are coming out with their own. Whatever, dude. Management. You know what? He might as well go marry Kim Kardashian too. He should just do that. <laughs> with that said, the joke. If you're not going to say that Brady is the goat, I, which I, I, you're I, wrong. To me, Tom Brady is not the greatest of all time. I'm sorry. I I seen him play his whole career. Seen him at Michigan too. Seen that stuff too. I don't think Tom Brady is the greatest of all time. There's a lot of Super Bowls in there they should have lost. The Seattle one they should have lost. They should have lost the Atlanta one. That was a joke. Have, how okay, hold on. That was a joke. Now now you've taken it. He shouldn't even have two of the Super how Bowls. Could say, how could you say how how could you even fathomly say they should have lost that Atlanta game? They that was lost they won that game. The game, the game that was the biggest collapse in Super Bowl history. It, the dude. game against Atlanta was the greatest they Super Bowl for sure. Their way. The greatest game playing by a quarterback Don't even ever. Get me started on that game. Great, greatest the comeback. That was, was the greatest awful. comeback, yeah. the greatest the Super Bowl. The officiating was awful in that game. Nah. Awful. You sound like a Cowboys fan now. I'm not a Cowboys you're gonna, fan. You're I don't like the Cowboys. I hate Jerry Jones. That was the single the greatest Cowboys. Tom Brady put on the like single the greatest I think the Cowboys are the biggest cheaters in sports. What? The Patriots are the biggest cheaters in sports. Listen, it's not cheating unless you get caught. They all know that. They all do it. Deflate gate. They, yeah. they that's bullshit too. They they for years everybody has done that. Everybody does that. You had Warren Moon come out, a Hall of Fame quarterback, say, I used to let air out of the balls that I played with. Hello? Everybody does it. Stop. It's it's bullshit, dude. It's garbage. It's garbage. All that is garbage. He is not the greatest. Okay? Perfection is great. Perfection is win them all and don't lose them. Okay, who's who's the best running back of all time? Barry Sanders. He never won up. anything. Huh? He never won anything. I don't care. He but did things on the field that though. nobody else could you do. You can't have a nobody. Perfect, but, I don't right, want to so hear about Tom Gale Sayers. I, I was Tom Brady born has, yet when Gale Sayers played. Tom Brady has repeatedly done things that no other player can do. And you say That's he's not, not the greatest. That's not true. What do you mean? He does not do things that no other player could do. How many other quarterbacks come back in a Super Bowl down 28 to 3? I just told you that. That was the biggest defensive collapse by a team in Super Bowl history. Right, but nobody else has done it. Nobody else has led their team back like they that. They didn't have to. They didn't have nobody to. else has won seven officiating Super Bowl. in that game the whole time, dude. That officiating in the second half of that game was awful. If you're going to sit here and say that Barry Sanders is the best running back he of all was. time. When he's never won anything. It doesn't matter, dude. Yes, but Listen, you said. That Dan, you Marie, said Dan Marino never won a Super Bowl. Dan Marino, if you ask anybody who's the top five quarterback, Dan Marino. Top five is fine. Top five. I'm not arguing with top five. Right. But if you've never won, then you haven't achieved perfection. Barry Sanders did things on a field no one else could even fathom. Correct. Think about But you those. said Joe Montana is the greatest of all time because he won four Super Bowls and achieved perfection. It was perfection. So how can me, Barry that, Sanders that the greatest? So how perfection. can Barry Sanders be the greatest of all time without ever having won I just and achieving that. perfection? I just told you. He did things out of field that nobody else could do. He revolutionized the game. So did Brady. No, he didn't. He played longer he than everyone else. Revolutionized the game, dude. Because he played longer than he didn't have else? the biggest arm. He didn't have this. Didn't have that. Didn't didn't put up numbers like these other guys could have. 
It's a different era. No, he put I get up better it. numbers than era. anyone else. Of course he did. He played for 20, 20 some yes, years. Yes, but even, in, even single season-wise. The year with Randy Moss, he broke every record there was. Yeah. Who was a running back on that team? I don't even know. Yeah. See how many yards their, their running back did the whole year. Yeah, but. All he did was throw the football. That's right. all he did was throw the football all the way around. I mean, the year Peyton his broke. No, his numbers should be great. The year, But they've all done that. You know, I know. Peyton did the same thing. Peyton did but the to same win the Drew championships, the if you don't thing. have the running back, you ain't winning shit. Brady has to be the greatest of all time. He's not. But not the greatest. He's, he's the most winningest of all time. I yes, but it. it goes more than the winning. He broke all the records. He achieved longevity. Yeah. That's the longevity thing is a knock against Montana. Okay, let me ask you a question right now. Let yeah. me ask you one question. I know this is before your time. I get it. Barry Sanders retired. He was 1,400 yards, almost 1,500 yards away from breaking Walter Payton's all-time record. Right. And he walked away. Yes. He said that records didn't mean anything to him. That's if bullshit. he would have came back the next year, he would have shattered it. Right. It took Emmett Smith three years after Sanders was gone to break Walter Payton's all-time record. I believe it was three. I, I'm not sure. It's either two or three years. Sanders, if he would have continued to play, which he didn't want to play here anymore, and that, that's we all know about that saga. But he, if he would have played another three years, four years, then he would have been nobody would have been able to touch him. Then he would have been the greatest of all time. Nobody would have touched him. Yes, but he doesn't have the record. I get it. I get it that he doesn't have. I mean, he's, he's the could, uncrowned champion, dude. But he's the uncrowned champion. If you don't, he should have kept playing. But you know what? Towards the, the end of Brady's career, he didn't want to be in New England anymore. He didn't just here, retire, which I don't see why quit. they did everything for him. They made him who he is. I don't know why he's. No, no. Tom so, Brady made New England. New England well, didn't make New Tom England Brady. Made Tom Brady. No. Yeah. No. New England made Tom Brady. He had the best coach his whole career. It doesn't matter. Do you think Belichick would that be That does matter. No, Belichick would not be where he's at without Brady. Bill Belichick, instead, yes, of, instead of having a guy like, like uh, what what the hell was his name? Oh, shit. The one here in Detroit that went 0-16. Rod Marinelli. If Rod Marinelli was his coach, there's no way he would have won a Super Bowl. Who? No way. And I love Rod Marinelli. Great defensive line coach. But okay. you know what? There's no way... He would have won a Super Bowl. Rod Marinelli is a coach. So he had the greatest coach in the game. Tom Brady. In the game. Tom Brady was drafted in 2000. Correct. Quarterback for the Lions in 2000 was Charlie Batch. Right. If you give Charlie Batch to Bilicek, how many rings do they have? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows how many rings they would have won? Is it six? I don't. I don't think Charlie Batch was that bad of a quarterback, to be honest with you. Right, but he got ruined because he got. He wasn't he was Tom here. Brady. Huh? He wasn't Tom Brady. No, but you know what? Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Tom Brady made either. New England. Listen, he got an opportunity to play because the guy got hurt. He got lucky. They were successful. Hold on. They don't want to pay Drew. Bledsoe, Drew, uh, Bledsoe was healthy. Bledsoe, to, this giant contract. Bledsoe was healthy to play in the Super Bowl. I get and that. And Bilicek started Brady. He started Brady because Brady had played the whole year. Why are you going to start a guy dead cold coming off the bench who hasn't played? Because he was the highest paid quarterback weeks. in the NFL who was your starting guy until... He got hurt. Yeah, it was also a huge contract they dumped. Belichick is not a dumb GM, dude. If that happened means, today, dude. if that happened, say, say the Bengals had made the Super Bowl last year, right? 
and Burrow got hurt Listen week four, what and they would, had Andy Dalton happened, who's playing in the Super What would have happened if Philip Belichick would have had his way and kept Garoppolo and got rid of Brady back then? For the four, for the four first they round picks won another they wanted ring. to get that. They would have never won a ring. I'm just asking you a question. You really think the Patriots that? would have? I, I don't. I don't think that at all. Why hasn't think, Garoppolo been able to get I it done? Garoppolo, Garoppolo, is ex- Garoppolo is exactly what I thought he was when he was in New England. He's good enough to get you close, but he's not good enough to seal the deal. A lot deal. of times that's all you need to win a championship. Yes, but he can't seal the deal. There's a lot of guys out there San Francisco, with Super Bowl rings. San Francisco's defense that this are not year. Great. San Francisco's defense this year is better than New England's. San Francisco's receiving core this year is better than New England's. And Garoppolo couldn't get it done. I don't know about that. If you go ahead and look at all the numbers, go ahead and crunch all them numbers. New England is right there, dude. No, San Francisco. They're right there with a bunch just of with guys Debo, that heard of. With Debo Samuel and Ayuk alone, their receiving core is better than New England's. And Garoppolo yeah. couldn't get it done. He's That's the kind of quarterback listen, Garoppolo here, is. Here's the, here's the thing. It takes a special kind of guy to year in and year out know that you're going to be a Super Bowl contender. It, it helps when you play in a shit division for all these fucking years. That's why he's won. Excuse my French. But that's why he's won all these. You, you shit, can, you can say anything me. you want here. All they had to do was beat, beat these teams that have been garbage dwellers for 15 years. Lay me the last time the Dolphins have been relevant. Lay me the last time the Jets have been relevant. Damn. The Jets, the hey, Jets, Dan Marino. The Listen, Jets were relevant Buffalo for the hasn't majority. Been since Jim Kelly left, the Jets were relevant for the first Bullshit. 10, 15 years of Brady's career. Bullshit. Absolutely. They had the a good they defense. Lo- they that lost to it. Mark Sanchez. They, what did they do? The Sanchez. Yeah. Sanchez came in. Sanchez won his game. Right. The yeah. Jets had one of the best secondaries in football for a long time. Yeah. It doesn't matter. They still didn't have. They didn't have a quarterback. The Jets haven't had a quarterback since Joe Namath retired. <laughs> okay, but 40, 50 years ago. Give me a break, dude. That's the only reason why. Listen to me. He's the most winningest quarterback. But even if he you have a shitty division, division forever, that's fine. You still, even if I, you're. I get it. He's the most winningest. You got to win in the playoffs to make the I Super Bowl. I just don't think he's the you greatest win the quarterback. You got to win the Super Bowl yeah. to win the fucking Super Bowl, even if your division's shit. So you get in, you win 13 games. Still every Listen, it, it's like LeBron James in the, in the NBA. For for the first, what, eight years of his career, he had a one-way path to the championship every year because they played nothing. The East is garbage. Been garbage forever. Been garbage forever. The East. Well, uh, Michael Jordan. Since the 80s, the East. Since Michael Jordan retired, the East in basketball was garbage. Well, no, the LeBron James got a one-way ticket to the NBA Finals every year when he played with Miami and when he played with Cleveland. Every year, this During, guy got a one-way yes. ticket into the championship. In the new generation. So you, well, you got to win the championship series. They're garbage, dude. All the good teams were out West. Look at his record against the West teams. They lost to Dallas. They lost to uh, San Antonio. They could he couldn't get past those guys, right? But Brady made you it. Think past. LeBron James is the greatest basketball player ever played a game. No, why? Because he, Michael he Jordan. More, hey. Michael Jordan won more. Hold on, hold on. Look at his numbers against Jordan's. His numbers blow Jordan's away. No, they don't. They're not even. Yes, Jordan has more championships. It, why? Because Michael was the greatest player ever played the Correct. game. Just like Brady has Wait more championships than Montana, which makes Brady the yeah, best. But this guy hasn't retired time. yet. What if this guy wins uh, three more championships? He's well, passed, then you have an argument. He passes him. Then you have an argument. You think he's the greatest to play the game? Listen. Oscar Robinson won 11 championships 
with Boston, and nobody thinks he's the greatest player to ever play. Because he game. wasn't. So there you go. He's won more championships than anybody, more than Brady. It was a completely different game in the <laughs> 60s. Bill Russell's won more, more championships than Tom Brady. That's like Nobody saying even Vince Lombardi's best the best coach to ever coach football. What do you mean? It was a completely different game back then. Exactly. Right. My point exactly. Today is a completely different game than back in the day. Right. It's a much more difficult Correct. game. This to game manage. today, the game today is soft. It's a joke. You it, can't touch anybody. Today it's a mind game. How many games have been decided on stupid rules about hitting a quarterback? And and in a position, oh, he hit him. Oh, he got him up near the shoulder pads. Listen, we're gonna throw a flag. You want to? If you want to talk about officiating, now there's more huh? You want to talk about officiating? It's garbage. The Rams Buccaneers divisional game. Don't even get me started. No, the Buccaneers win that game. If it wasn't yeah. for the officiating, exactly. The Buccaneers win the exactly. game. Exactly. But it wouldn't matter because they aren't gonna. What are they gonna do? You really think they're gonna beat Cincinnati? You think that you think the Rams are gonna beat Cincinnati? No. No. But if 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 the Buccaneers played the 49ers last week, what happened? I disagree. They would, they would smoke them. It would have been a fucking blowout. And maybe, if you put Brady, maybe, if maybe. you put Brady in the Super Bowl against Burrow, yeah, he's gonna win the fucking game. Well, of course. Okay. Number, uh, so the officials. I, I am a big Tom listen, Brady. Tom Brady has had had the 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 honor of playing on two teams. That that were were very very good. New England was good forever. Oh my God! New England had Tampa Bay. Who is the outside of up outside of the two years with Randy Moss? Who was the matter. best receiver he had in New England? Absolutely. Who yeah. was the best? No, I'm asking you. Randy Moss was the best receiver outside of Randy Moss for two years, where they didn't win a Super well, Bowl. Okay, who well, else had a did guy he catching have? over a hundred balls a year? Now, actually, you had two him. guys. Catching over 100 passes a year that that were really good receivers that nobody talks about. Wes Welker was one of them. Is Wes Welker a Hall of Famer? Do I think he's a Hall of Famer? No. Okay. I Well, let me finish. Next. Let me finish on that. Let me finish. Wes Welker was his safety blanket. And then it became Julian Edelman for all them years. Is Edelman a you Hall of Famer? You think without Julian Edelman, he would have won half of those Super Bowls? No, I don't think he would have. You think he would have won half those Super Bowls without... Wes Welker? No, I no, don't. No. no. But is Those Edelman a Hall guys. of Famer? Huh? Is Edelman a Hall of Famer? I don't I don't if he I don't see why team. not. He's a Super Bowl MVP. I know that. He is. Yeah. He should have had two. I is he a Hall he, of Famer? No. Okay. Probably not. So with that said, know, Brady played I don't know his numbers offhand. If what, Edelman went to another numbers? team and proved Does anyone that know Wes Welker's numbers? I can pull him up. Brady. What what's what are you doing there? You're not doing anything. You're sitting here. Because you're talking. I'm, we, asking, I'm, I'm asking a question. What What is Wes Welker's numbers? I don't know. What are Julian Edelman's numbers? Does Edelman have enough good enough numbers to get into? Okay, the we're I forgetting somebody. We're forgetting somebody. He goes Ooh. to another team. Then Edelman. Ed, Edelman's retired. Edelman. I, that's what I'm, well, I'm saying. If he went Deion to Branch, another team. Who's not a Hall of Famer? Deion so, Branch is not a Hall of Famer. because But Deion Branch could play DB. And a lot of other guys couldn't do that. With that said, Brady played for two seasons with a Hall of Fame receiver. Out of 22. Yeah. And won seven Super Bowls. Yeah. And he's got the greatest. Uh, I'm sorry. He has the best tight end of all time. That's all I'm going to say. 
Okay. It's like a proven. Look at the numbers. Leave Brady. Nobody's yeah, even had, close. He only had Gronkowski for half his career. It, does, it doesn't had, matter. He already had three rings matter. before he started. Gronkowski was a monster. Nobody had an answer for Gronkowski. Aaron Hernandez. You've been looking at a body bag for the last three years playing on that field. He had a three rings pre-Gronk. I'm sorry. He had three rings pre-Gronk. Who did? Brady. That's because he had the best. He had one of the best defenses in football. Nobody even talks about that. Come on, dude. Look back. Go back on his career, dude. He had some of the best defenses in football for the New England Patriots. Absolutely. And very underrated guys playing on those defenses. But he still needed You know what? Who do you think? One went into the Hall of Fame last year, and you're going to see about four more go in there before it's all set Who do you think has the best defense in the NFL right now? Best defense in the NFL? Currently, yep. Do I think? Buffalo's good. The 49ers probably are better than them. Hard to say, man. Hard to say. Toss and up. neither of them, well, the 49ers. Do you think the 49ers are better than the Bills? I I, I love their defense. I like I like. So Shanahan. the 49ers with the oh. best defense aren't in the Super Bowl. Why? Because, well, because of, they, uh, because of quarterback play. To make it an offensive Because of show, quarterback play. People would be interested in defensive battles. If you put Brady on that 49ers team, are they winning the Super Bowl this year? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. So Well, I don't, I don't think, oh, well, you already made your point. Oh, Jeremy Garoppolo's not as good as fucking Tom Brady. We get that. Right. Get so it, it that's doesn't, proof. At the end of the that's day, yes, it helps to have a great defense, and a great defense will get you so far, but. Without why Brady, think, why do, why do you think those retired? great Patriots defenses don't win a Super Bowl. Why? Why do you? Th- why do you think Tom Brady's retiring? Seriously, um, and, and not the not the little cake and mirror smoke and mirror shit you've been hearing. No, truly, because I think I I tr- I do I buy into the fact that Giselle has a big part to do with it. They're worth Brady over his career. They came out with this stat the other day: endorsement deals, everything made four hundred eighty-five million dollars. Giselle Bunchin on her own is worth $600 million. They're billionaires. What the right. fuck are you going to go out there for, risk the injury, and, and continue to spend six months out of the year away from your family when you own every record? You own as many rings as you can wear on your hand. It's an egomaniac. That's why. Right. So at, at the end of the day, when your wife sits there and looks at you and says, hey, I know you have the competitive drive to do this and the skill and everything else you need to go out there and perform. His skills have diminished the last four Absolutely. Fu- he had his... He had his top I, I three best statistics. I know he threw year. for fifty three hundred yards this year. I totally get it. He looks faster Listen than he did. In Listen the- to me. Their team is not as good this year as they were last year. I agree. Leonard Fournette was a monster last year. They didn't have Godwin and this year. They didn't year. have him There's, half the year this year. But Brady retiring has nothing to do with Brady. I think Brady's Brady's skills have been diminishing since. I'll, I'll tell you what. When I started to see it, the Atlanta game. Yes, but. The Atlanta Super Bowl. That's he was awful. There's nothing backing that, first that up. Half you've seen the real him. There's nothing he was backing awful. that. Awful. He's coming off of a Missing Super Bowl wide last open year. Receivers, come on. You're he was awful. You're coming from outer space with this. He's his skill started to diminish four or five years. In the ago. what? In the first half? Because in the second half, his skill set the was completely half, there. I already told but you. Dude. He statistically the is. Half, they he had statistically a lot of calls go their way over the, the last four fight, years. That and you had an idiot on the other side who's never been in that situation that lost his shit and lost his. Job. Over the last four years, statistically, has gotten better every year. 
I, I just he's going to win an MVP, and I, you're telling me how his skills are diminishing. Listen, he, he's he's had the privilege of playing with two. We all know Belichick's a bum. We everybody knows that. Nobody can ever dispute that Bill Belichick is not the best coach in football. Yeah, but the game's different he's today. He's been there for a lot of years. I think Vince Lombardi's the greatest coach ever. I'm sorry. I think John Madden's the greatest coach ever. <laughs> no, he's the greatest video game guy. That's it. But coach-wise, I he's got to play for the best coach. Yes, but he did it. it but so did he Joe won Montana without Bill. Also had the best coach of his era helping him out. Bill Walsh was an innovator of the game, dude. He innovated the game to where he did things offensively that are still being copied today a la Andy Reid in Kansas City. All the stuff you're seeing with all these patterns and all this stuff they do was done back in the 80s by Bill Walsh. All of it. It's just a different formations and different variations So would, what Bill Walsh did. Would Montana have been as good as he was without Bill Walsh? Uh, I truly believe he wound up going to Kansas City and playing with Schottenheimer for two years. Um, you, you can see the injuries took its toll on him. And Dan Marino. Dan Marino had an Achilles injury, dude. It's the reason why he left the game. Dan Marino, if he hadn't had that injury, could have probably played another five years and shattered every record there was. Right. Shattered it easily. But back then, when you tore an Achilles back then, you were done, dude. Now, you tear Achilles, you're back in 10 months. Yeah, Cam Akers. Cam Akers, hello. Right. You know, back then, you tore an Achilles, you were done. Your career was over. Over. Done. Well, I guess with that said. Huh? I guess with that said, we're just gonna have to agree to disagree. I know. That's fine. You could you could make listen, he's the most winningest quarterback of all time. I do not dispute that. I just don't think he's the greatest quarterback of all time. No. There's been a lot of guys to win a lot of games and a lot of stuff, a lot of championships. It doesn't make him the best. Tom, from the bottom of all of our hearts. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. Thank you for the memories. Thank you for the moments. Thank you for the love of the game that you instilled in me. I will never be able to show enough gratitude for the man, for the style of play, for everything. And uh, your legacy will live on until the end of time. For all the times I have been hammered drunk in celebration of your success. For all the times we have threatened to shove Corona bottles up our ass. <laughs> For all the times we have threatened to mutilate ourselves at the thought of your defeat. Absolutely. Have we sucked his dick enough? I think so, yeah. I'm, I got a sore throat now. Uh, with that said... <laughs> Thank you guys all so much for listening. Um, again, thank you, Tom. I love you, buddy. You're gorgeous and always will be. Tommy boy. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we're going to have our AFC-NFC Championship recap ready to go for you here real soon before the Super Bowl. Um, check out all our socials. Follow us. Uh, check out our blog posts. We're going to be updating those a few times a week. Uh, there's going to be some good content on there as well. The merch is coming soon. Keep checking the website. That's tippedballs.com. Follow us Twitter, Instagram, at tippedballs. Uh, I think that's all we got for today. Spread the word a little bit. Spread the word. Keep us going.
okay? If y'all don't listen, we ain't coming back, all right? Garrett's got a lot to say. Eventually. Brady! One day. There we go. Guys, hope you enjoyed it. You'll hear from us real soon.